Practice field number five at the Los Angeles Dodgers Spring Training Complex in Vero Beach, Florida, is surrounded by palm trees and baked in sunshine. The atmosphere is relaxed, almost serene. The Dodgers and Houston Astros are playing what's called a B game, an opportunity for young players on their way up and old veterans in their twilight to impress their managers and the half dozen scouts sitting in the tiny grandstands behind home plate. A rookie for the Astros smacks a line drive into right field. A scout in a plantation-style straw hat and Hawaiian shirt raises an eyebrow and scribbles something into his notebook. You've got to be physically strong to hit a ball like that. Al Lamakia knows a good, strong ball player when he sees one. At age 72 and with 53 years in professional baseball, he's considered one of the best scouts in the game. He's done it all, driving the back roads of Oklahoma and New Mexico, searching for high school prospects scouting minor leaguers in Texas, and now evaluating major league players for the Toronto Blue Jays. The job keeps him on the road much of the time. Al spends winters with his wife in San Antonio, but each spring he heads to Florida and then spends the next nine months traveling from ballpark to ballpark, looking for players from other teams that might help the Blue Jays. If Toronto needs a left-handed middle reliever, for example, Al knows where to find him. It's not as easy as it sounds. It's, you study the game and you got to see what individual would fit in with your ball club. You have to see your club play a lot to make a determination on what you have. And uh, is the one you're looking at better than what you got? Uh, chemistry, does it, the chemistry of your club becomes better with that individual than the one you have? And uh, so this is what you do. Al says the toughest part of scouting is telling whether a youngster has what he calls the mental toughness to make it in the big leagues. Can he deal with adversity and failure? Can he perform under pressure? For this, Al will watch how a player does against a top-rate pitcher, how he reacts after striking out or making an error. And he'll talk to the player's teammates, his parents, coaches, and friends, like a private investigator looking for clues that will reveal something about the youngster's character, his mental toughness. And like any good private eye, Al relies on his instincts and first impressions. I, I look at an individual, I try to study him, get close to him, look at his eyes, look at features. I like a strong looking face and deep setting eyes and that makes an impact on me. And uh, if I see a kid that's uh, uh, very soft looking or has what I call a weak face, I kind of get a little leery. And I've been fairly successful that way. Al has had a lot of success scouting and signing players from the Caribbean, stars like shortstop Tony Fernandez. Al first saw Fernandez as a 15-year-old in the Dominican Republic. And at that time, actually he was poor, just, use the terminology, he was dirt poor, he just didn't have anything. And he'd come to me and ask me for a peso so he could buy red soda water. Well, a couple of years ago when he got it, not to make it is two million dollars a year. And I said, so Tommy, I said, you remember when you used to come to me and ask for a peso to buy red soda water? And he laughed. I says, now nah, you can buy the soda company and a lot more. So you get tremendous satisfaction because you felt that you were right about your judgment on that individual. But picking a star is not unlike hitting a baseball. Even the best hitter fails far more times than he succeeds. And Al has had his share of failures. He says he doesn't dwell on the players he signed who didn't make it, though, or the ones that got away. After all, scouting is not an exact science. There are just too many intangibles, too many hidden habits that might affect the player's performance. Paul Wayner, they say, used to have a little half a pint of whiskey when they used to make the old half a pint in them days. He'd come in and take a swig in between innings at eight, 
got to thinking what he would do if he just stayed away from me, taking that swig every inning. They kept him away from it. They say in a month's time, he just was batting like, oh, 29. They said, let him go back and have this swig of whiskey then. So you see. Not everybody can do that. The B game ends. The Dodgers win 5-4 to four on a home run by a veteran catcher trying to make the club. But Al's workday is only half over. A few hundred yards across the complex at a small stadium, another game is underway. This one featuring the more established players and the stars. Leading off for the Dodgers in the fourth inning is right fielder number 44, Daryl Strawberry. Al sits in the shaded press box behind home plate and removes his hat, revealing a head of thinning gray hair. The game has changed a lot since the 1940s when he was a young pitcher with the St. Louis Browns organization and then briefly with the Washington Senators. An arm injury cut his career short. There were no free agents in those days. A player had to stay with the team that signed him unless he was traded. And when Al Lamacchia began scouting in the 1950s, high school and college players were not drafted by major league teams. Back then it was a free-for-all. Scouts used whatever means necessary to entice a young prospect. You signed him. You didn't have anybody else to come and see him. You did it all on your own. If you wanted to give him 15, 20,000, 25, you, you were free to do it. Al learned the tricks of the trade early on by hanging around older scouts, listening, always listening, and taking mental notes. But he says there's really no secret to scouting. Like any job, it comes down to hard work. And I felt that if I had to work 8 to 10 hours a day to be successful, I was going to work 12 hours a day. But I've always liked doing it. I still like doing it. And I feel that if ever comes a time that I can't get up and enjoy going to the ballpark to see the game and, and doing my work and giving them a good day's work, then I, I feel that's the time for me to retire. The Dodgers, thank you for attending this afternoon's game. Look forward to seeing you at Holman Stadium again real soon. Have a nice afternoon and evening and a safe ride home. For National Public Radio, I'm Dan Collison. Got to drive back to West Palm about an hour and 15, 20 minute drive. But that's part of the game. I love it. <laughs> I hope to keep doing it a few more years. <laughs>